0: Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, the presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I would like to welcome you to today's podcast, which is taking place on the Sabbath. And I wish each and every one of God's people that enter into his house today that they will enter in with love, honor, respect, and redeeming grace upon their lives. I thank you again, as I said previously, for listening in to the podcast. Today, the podcast will be on two books, summary of two books, the book of Ruth and the book of Judges let us go to the throne of grace this morning heavenly father we come today on this thy sabbath day you said remember the sabbath day and keep it holy father help us to realize that every day in our lives should be a sabbath day that we should live holy and that we should keep your commandments and that we should love ye one another as you have loved us father as we proclaim your gospel today the works previously set forth prior to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But we are asking you, Lord, to bless your people today through the Old Testament. And Father, as we bring the word today, please, Lord God, let it find the fleshly tablets of your people's heart. And now, Father, we bind Satan Lucifer, Beelzebub, Beel, every soothsayer, every sorcerer, every liar, every backbiter, every whisperer, every hater of God. We bind them right now in the name of Jesus. And we ask your angels to go forth now, Lord God, to thrust the sickle and reap your wheat, Lord God, that they may receive your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) The summary of the book of Ruth. We begin with the author. The book of Ruth does not specifically name its author. The tradition is that the book of Ruth was written by the prophet Samuel. Let's look at the date of the writing. The exact date of the book of Ruth is not was written in uncertainty. However the Prevalent view is dated between 1011 11 and 931 B.C. What was the purpose of the writing? The book of Ruth was written to, written to the Israelites. It teaches that genuine love at all times may require uncompromising sacrifice. Regardless of our lot in life, we can live according to the precepts of God. Genuine love and kindness will be rewarded. God abundantly blessed those who seek to live obedient lives. Obedient living does not allow for accidents in God's plan. God extends mercy to the merciful. Let's look at the key verse in this book, Ruth chapter 1, verse 16. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Ruth chapter 3, verse 9. Who are you? He asked. "I, I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of the, your garment over me, since you are a kinsman, redeemer. Ruth chapter 4, verse 17. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. She was the father, He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Let's go to a brief summary of this book. The setting for the book of Ruth begins in a heathen country of Moab, a region northeast of this Dead Sea, but then moves to Bethlehem. The true account takes place during the dismal days of failure and rebellion of the Israelites called the period of the Judges. A famine forces Emilech and his wife, Naomi, from their Israelite home to the country of Moab. Emilech dies, and Naomi is left with her two sons, who soon marry two Moabite girls, Oprah and Ruth. Later, both of the sons die, and Naomi is left alone with Oprah and Ruth in a strange land. Oprah returns to her parents, but Ruth deter- is determined to stay with Naomi as they journey to Bethlehem. This story of love and devotion tells of Ruth's eventual marriage to a wealthy man named Boaz, by whom she bears a son, Obed, who becomes the grandfather of David and the ancestor of Jesus. Hallelujah. Obedience brings Ruth into the privileged lineage of Christ. Let's look at foreshadowing of this book. A major theme of the book of Ruth is that of her kinsman, Redeemer. Boaz is a relative of Naomi on her husband's side, acted upon his duty as outlined in the Mosaic Law, to redeem an impoverished relative from his or her circumstances, found in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 47 through 49. The scenario is repeated by Christ, who redeems us with spirituality from the spiritually impoverished form from which slavery, which which we are in the slavery of sin. Our Heavenly Father sent His own Son to the cross so that we might become children of God and brothers and sisters of Christ. What a privilege. By being our Redeemer, He makes us His kinsmen. Let's look at the practical application. The sovereignty of our great God is clearly seen in the story of Ruth. He guided her every step in the way to become his child, and fulfill his plan for her to become an ancestor of Jesus Christ, found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. In the same way, we have assurance that God has a plan for each of us. Just as Naomi and Ruth trusted him to provide for them, so should we. Hallelujah. We are in we see in Ruth an example of a virtuous woman, a Proverbs chapter 31. In addition to being devoted to her family, this is referenced in these scriptures, Ruth chapter 1, verse 15 through 18, Proverbs chapter 31, 10 through 12, and faithfully dependent upon God, Ruth chapter 2, verse 12, and Proverbs 31, verse 30. We see in Ruth, Ruth a woman of godly speech. Her words are loving, kind, and respectful, both to Naomi and to Boaz. The virtuous woman of Proverbs 31 opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. That's found in verse 26 of Proverbs chapter 31 we could search far and wide to find a woman today as worthy of being our role model as Ruth. Amen. We know that this Moabite young lady chose not to return to the ways of her family or where she came from. She decided to follow Naomi where she went and she took on the god of abraham isaac and jacob we know that uh, boaz recognized her and told his family members or his servants leave some food especially for her that she might glean the fields and that she might eat and we know that naomi instructed her to go and lie beside her and we know the rest of the story tells us that that uh, she did have a kinsman closer than Boaz, but he refused to redeem her. So therefore, it played right into what God wanted to do. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called or according to his purpose. And we know that she became an ancestor to the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let us go to... The Summary of the Book of Judges. Who is the author of this book? The Book of Judges does not specifically name its author. The tradition is that the prophet Samuel was the author of Judges. Internal evidence indicates that the author of Judges lived shortly after the period of the Judges. Samuel fits Disqualification. the date of the writing, the book of Judges was likely written between 1045 and 1000 BC. What was the purpose of the writing? The book of Judges can be divided in two sections. Chapter one through verse 16, which gives an account of the wars of deliverance beginning with the Israelites defeat of the Canaanites and ending with the defeat of the Philistines and the death of Samson. Chapter 17-21, through 21, which referred to as an appendix and does not relate to the previous chapter. These chapters are noted as a time when there was no king in Israel. Bounding Judges Chapter 17, verse 6. 18, verse 1. Chapter 19, verse 1. And chapter 21, verse 25. The book of Ruth was originally a part of the book of Judges. But in A.D. 454, no excuse me, in A.D. 450, it was removed to become the book of its own. Let's look at the key verses. Judges 2. Verse Chapter 2, verse 16 through 19, the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but prostituted themselves with other gods and worshipped them. Unlike their fathers, they quickly turned from the way of their fathers who walked in the way of obedience to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raises up a judge for them, he was to judge and save them out of the hands of their enemies as long as they lived for the Lord and had compassion upon them as they groaned under those who oppressed and afflicted them. But when the judge died, the people turned to the ways even more corrupt than those of their fathers following other gods and serving and worshiping them. A lot of us do that today. We worship our money. We worship our social status. We worship a lot of things that we shouldn't, and they are idols to us. You can be an idol yourself. I won't go any further with that, but they refuse to give up their evil practice and their stubborn ways. Judges chapter 10, verse 15, but the Israelite said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do with us whatsoever you think best, but please rescue us now. Kind of like us when we get in trouble, huh? Judges chapter 21, verse 25. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. Let's look at the brief summary of this book. The book of Judges is a tragic account of how God was taken for granted by his children year after year, century after century. Judges is a sad contrast to the book of Joshua, which chronicles the blessings of God bestowed upon the Israelites for their obedience and conquering the land. Have you conquered your flesh today? Have you conquered your unruly thoughts today? In judges, they were disobedient, idolatrous, leading to their many defeats. You can't stand, you can't beat your enemy in disobedience. Yet God has never failed to open his arms in love to his people whenever they repent from their wicked ways and call upon his name. find that reference in judges chapter, judges chapter two verse eighteen. Through a goal, the twelve judges of Israel, God honored his promise to Abraham to protect and bless his offspring, found in Genesis chapter 12 verses 2 and three. After the death of Joshua, his contemporaries, the Israelites returned to serving Baal and Astroth. God allowed the Israelites to suffer the consequences of worshiping. False gods. We do it every day, and we pay the price. It was then that the people of God would cry out for God's help. God sent his children judges to lead them in the righteous living, in righteous living. But time after time they would turn their backs on God and return to their lives of wickedness. However, keeping his part of the covenant with Abraham, God would save his people from their oppressors throughout the 480 year span of the book of Judges. Probably the most notable judge was the 12th judge, Samson, who came to lead the Israelites after 40 years of captivity under the ruthless Philistines. Samson led God's people to victory over the Philistines where he lost his own life after 20 years as a judge of Israel. Let's look at the foreshadowing of this book. The announcement of Samson's mother that he would bear a son, that she would bear a son to lead Israel, is a foreshadowing of the announcement of Mary of the birth of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Yeah. God sent his angels to both women and told them they would conceive and bear a son, found in Judges chapter 13, verse 7, Luke chapter 1, verse 31, who would lead God's people. Hallelujah. God's compassionate delivery for his people, despite their sin and rejection of him, presents a picture of Christ on the cross. Good God Almighty. Thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus died to deliver His people and all who would ever believe in Him from their sin. Although most of the who followed Him during the, His ministry would eventually fail, away, fall away. Excuse me, and reject Him. Still, He remained faithful to His promise and went to the cross to die for us. Hallelujah! Let's look at the practical application here. Disobedience always brings judgment. Boy, when I bring that to the church about judgment, Lord have mercy. They're got ready to hang me, but it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to stand still and tell them about the judgment and the love and the mercy and the grace of God. The Israelites present a perfect example of what we are not to do. Instead of learning from the experience that God has always punished rebellion against him, they continue to disobey and suffer God's displeasure and discipline. If we continue in disobedience, we invite God's discipline, not because he enjoys our suffering, but because the Lord disciplines those that he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. The book of Judges is a testament of God's faithfulness. Even if we are faithful, he will remain faithful. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Though we may be unfaithful to him as the Israelites were, still he is faithful to save us and preserve us. Referenced in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24. And to forgive us when we seek forgiveness. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. You know, some of us, we we go all our life and never seek forgiveness. We never forgive ourselves. We never forgive those that trespass against us. We never do anything to seek God's forgiveness. But yet we think we are on our way to heaven. Not so. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. Referenced in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Sisters and brothers in Christ, I come this morning to make you aware of some of the shortcomings and some of the things that are plaguing the body of Christ today. Lack of understanding, disobedience, rebellion, carnality. All these things, idolatry, hoarding, all those things are prevalent, prevalent, prevalent today in society. These things should not even be mentioned in the body of Christ but yet, because man never could keep the law of God, because the law says eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, stripe for stripe, life for life, there was no mercy, there was no grace, there wasn't even intercession. Personally, it had to go through the Levitical priesthood, who was a man, who was a man just like we are, but God had appointed him. To come into the Holy of Holies once a year to present a sacrifice for the atonement of our sins. Aren't you glad today that God sent a priest after the order of Melchizedek had no beginning, had no ending. Aren't you glad today that because he went to the cross and said those seven words, not only that gave up the ghost, which became the Holy Ghost, a witness to what God has for us in our lives. Aren't you glad today that you have mercy and grace? Don't you know without that we are lost? Do you realize that we are using grace in many instances to continue to commit sin against our neighbors, against the commandments of God, which is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. And the second commandment is like unto that. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Upon this law, when this hangs all the law, and the prophets church today as you praise god praise him in truth as you worship god worship him in truth for god said the true worshipers, worshipers of god we worship him in spirit worship him in spirit and in truth if you come in that House of God, knowing you got something against your neighbor, knowing that everything is out of order, knowing that your life is not lined up with the Word of God, and sit down talking about you, going to praise God, you are in for a rude awakening, because all you doing is bringing vain oblations. It is stitched in the nostrils of God. You may not like what the old bishop said today. You may say oh he got a lot of them. Yes I do. Because whether you like it or not the very words that I am speaking to the body of Christ, to those that reject it I will testify against you in the latter days. I will testify against you for the saints shall judge the world. Look at the word. The book is about judges. Do not let the judgment of God fall upon you. God bless you.